Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. We ended on parenting, and that was a series, and I think we're going to start another series of podcast episodes on a different topic. And we can't promise right now how many this will be, (laughs) but it's likely to be, you know, two or three or four. Yep. Um, But on a subject that is getting a lot of attention right now. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It is definitely kind of the buzzword. And that's, I think, one of the reasons we want to talk about it. It's something that has kind of been picked up by the pop culture. Yeah, It's now a buzzword. Like, let me give you an example of this. Well, I think we better tell them what it is first. (laughs) In the example, right? Okay, in the example, you're going to tell them. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm ready for this. You'll figure this out. (laughs) Just the other day, I heard my 10-year-old daughter tell her 13-year-old brother that he is a narcissist. <laughs> and I thought, what? You're 10 and you're using this word? So that's... How did you even hear this? <laughs> like, oh. So that's the subject. Yes. And probably something that a lot of you have been thinking about, probably even researched, honestly. Right, um, right. Um, and especially if there's some level of addiction yeah. uh, in your life and somewhere with someone um, that this comes up a lot with that. We're going to talk about that. I yep. mean, hopefully we'll give you a great overview of all the things. Yes. I mean, you're going to definitely be an expert after <laughs> yeah, all of we'll our see. episodes, like anxiety. Hopefully you became an anxiety, <laughs> anxiety expert, expert after everything <laughs> we've talked about, but yeah. Yeah. So we definitely want to talk about what is narcissism actually? Yeah. Um, right. Instead of kind of whatever the, uh, what are kind of, what is kind of the way that it is, um, discussed or, um, portrayed in mainstream media, um, and, and what you know, people just very casually <laughs> throw this around. Well, you know, her brother was being mean. Yes. So now he's a narcissist. Now he's a narcissist. <laughs> so. Yes. So we have to kind of talk about that. Um, a little bit. What What is it actually, um, you know, I'll also say you really um, need to have a diagnosis from uh, a licensed therapist, preferably, especially if you're diagnosing personality disorders. It really needs to be done, um, like, they. you really, if you're looking at personality disorder, you need to go in and get a full psychological evaluation where they can look at all the different parts. Um, those are going to be the most useful. That is a, um, several hour process. Um, it involves lots of different testing. Um, if you're not familiar Which, with psych evals. 
Which, by the way, for something like narcissism can mm-hmm. be especially important because if you think you're yes. going to try to help somebody to recognize the problem, <laughs> really legitimate official kinds of assessments can be really helpful versus yes. I think you, that, that can easily be rejected and no, I just don't agree. Right. If it's like a process and it's... Right. You're, for you're paying sure. money. Yes. <laughs> you're paying like a lot of money. Uh, that can be really helpful. And so. it can still get rejected for right. sure, right? That though that person just didn't know what they were talking yeah. about. Well, they're licensed. They've been doing it for 20 years. So, <laughs> right. But, Less likely, but yes. yeah. Getting that full psych eval. So if, uh, a psychological evaluation involves, like I said, several hours of different um, interviews and gathering information. There are tons of different uh, assessments um, that they take. There are, um, they definitely will talk to people close to that person as well and kind of get their understanding and take on what's happening. Um, so it's, it's a very involved process, uh, and definitely you're paying for that for sure. Uh, and you can't really, um, you you really don't want to kind of throw that around without being careful of of an awareness of yeah, of and it's almost an evaluation. Wouldn't you say today it's kind of a synonym for just selfish? Yes, and it's almost like it's used. Like I don't think you're a full on narcissist, but when I say that, what I mean is you're being really self absorbed right now or something. Yes, so it's kind of an interesting. Yes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the definition at some point changes to where oh, that's what we say when we mean you're being a certain way. And I it's absolutely, not even... <laughs> I'd actually be interesting. Like we should kind of look that up in the dictionary and just yeah. see if they, you know, if they just even have sort of characterized it as as uh, just sort of a selfish, self absorbed tendencies um, rather than an actual personality disorder. So we are talking about narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> NPD. NPD. Yes. Yeah. And this is is different than kind of these buzzwords. Yep. And again, having a full psychological evaluation where you can can really see and pull all the different pieces apart, that's going to be helpful. Now, Definitely. having said that, narcissists are probably the least, one of the <laughs> least likely personality disorder, disordered persons to do that right. because they don't think that they have problems and we will talk about that or accept it. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it might be challenging as well as they may show up in evaluations, uh, with a fair amount of masking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and showing off so that they don't maybe show up in some of the ways. Right. And, and you're going to learn more about this as we talk about it. And you probably already have a pretty good sense of this, but you know, they tend to be good at knowing what they need to say or what someone wants to hear. Right. And so with assessments, you don't always get the truth. You could say that they know what the answer should be. And so this can be tricky, but it can be, yeah, it can be really tricky. And obviously if you've got a, uh, someone who's been doing this for, you know, a couple decades, they're going to be savvy to those kinds of things. They're going to kind of pull out some of those nuances. Um, but it, yeah, it can be kind of a tricky thing. So as we're talking about personality disorders, as opposed to just someone who is, I don't know how to describe it, just expressing narcissistic tendencies or sort of the cultural buzzword of narcissism, 
And we're talking about personality disorders. Let's talk about that for a minute um, and what personality disorders are um, and why that makes this different than someone just being self-absorbed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so general personality, when we're talking about personality disorders, we're looking at something that is um, a very long-term pattern. Right. Um, of things that are going on inside of themselves and then behaviors that they're expressing outside of themselves. Um, and you'll see the pattern, these long-term patterns either in uh, cognition, which is how they're perceiving or interpreting themselves or other people um, or events that are happening. You'll see it in um, affectivity, which is, again, your emotional response so you'll see that in their capacity or not having capacity, the range, intensity, um, and appropriateness of, of their affect. You're going to see it uh, sometimes in interpersonal functioning, um, how they interact with other people. And you're going to see it in, in impulse control as well. So we're looking for long-term patterns where it's showing up in these different areas, it's, it doesn't change over time. It's a very inflexible, um, and pervasive space. Um, and it doesn't only show up in one space. Right. And maybe helpful to know, you don't diagnose children or teenagers. Yes. It's early adulthood onset type thing. And so don't worry if your teenager seems selfish or self-absorbed, <laughs> <laughs> usually a phase thing. So this is like an adult, right. you know, diagnosis. Right. Yeah. So when we're saying long-term, you, you have to be into adult adulthood where your prefrontal cortex, like everything is kind of finished developing and, and you're able yeah. to say, look, this has been going on for a long time. It hasn't changed. You know, when you're a child, when you're a teenager, there's just way too much uh, brain growth, there's hormones, there's all these different things that are going yeah. on. Um, so as you're kind of looking at this, this is definitely something that they, you can't diagnose until you're an adult. Um, with personality disorders, this is something that is, you, you have, there's clinically significant issues. Yeah. Um, and impairment or distress it's causing problems in social spaces and occupational spaces. Which, again, is tricky, right? Because often this will be recognized outside of the person. Yes. They won't necessarily say this is causing issues. Like more common with things like depression or anxiety where I can identify I'm having trouble. Yes. I'm struggling. Yes. A little bit different with this where it may be the opposite and everything is fine. Right. Um, so Everybody else has the problem. Very tricky. Yes. It is very, very tricky. So... Those are kind of some of the things when we're looking at personality disorders. It's, it's a much longer term, pervasive, not changing. Um, and depending on what the personality disorder is, the likelihood that it will actually change in the future. Right. Um, it's, it's pretty low. Uh, borderline is kind of one of the ones that you see a little bit more success with. Uh, with long, long-term therapy, um, a lot of the others, especially in cluster B, narcissism, um, antisocial personality disorder, things like that, you're going to have less, um, less positive potential outcomes. Here's a joke. 
Uh-oh. You ready? <laughs> how, many, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, I don't know. You haven't heard this? No, I don't think I have. Just one, but the light bulb needs to want to change. Yes. <laughs> so this nails it. Less likely for narcissists to want to change, yes. which makes the process and cluster challenging. B personality disorders yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah. So now that we've kind of discussed a little bit about what personality disorders are in general and how that's different than, say, a mood disorder um, or some of the other things that we would diagnose, let's talk a little bit about what narcissistic personality disorder is. Yeah, so when we're talking about criteria, if we're, mm -hmm. if we're going just by the book, which is important, again, because we don't want to use it loosely, and we certainly don't want to uh, accuse somebody of being this without really being thoughtful and thinking that this is helping them to talk about it. But So there are nine criteria, and five of the nine have to be present. So in other words, you don't have to have all nine criteria, just the five um, but I think this is helpful to go through and to know what the criteria are, just kind of in a very simple way. Yes. And so we're not going to spend time on each one of these, but something to think about. I mean, we could, but then it would be a lot longer <laughs> really and more long. episodes. And there's a lot that we want to cover. There's a lot that we want to cover. So, so just something to think about. We're going to go through all nine. Yes. And five, again, have to be present for there yes. to be an official diagnosis. And we have kind of a, a there's a kind of a piece before we talk about all those nine, what you're looking for is, is generally a pervasive pattern of what we call grandiosity. Um, whether that's in kind of the fantasy space, like in their mind or actually in their uh, behavior, um, need for admiration, a lack of empathy. And again, this is going to be beginning by early adulthood and we can't diagnose it before that. It's present in, again, a variety of contexts like we just talked about. Right. Um, not just with a spouse or just at, uh, work. at work or yeah. something like that. Um, and again, so we're looking for five or more of the following nine criteria. So the first one is the grandiose sense of self-importance. Um, they exaggerate their achievements and talents. They expect to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements, <laughs> right? Um, it's a very, like, I should get, you know, everyone should just think that I am the most important person. It's a very, uh, yeah, very grandiose, I'm amazing, and yeah. everybody should think that. <laughs> Second one, a preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Yeah. Okay, so the third one is that they believe that they are special and unique and can only really be understood by or should associate, or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. <laughs> Which right? you usually can get a sense of the person you're talking to if they feel that way. It's kind of like you don't have much to offer them. Like they communicate right. that you're just sort of below. Unless you do have something that they need or want. And mm -hmm. then you'll be very um, right. 
important to them and you will just have all of the attention and focus. And this isn't just with like people or institutions. Like you'll see this with like um, like someone with narcissistic personality disorder will be like really um, like over the top about like the rewards that they get for different things. Like these are the kind of people that want to get the special treatment in the airport lines mm-hmm. and at restaurants and they just think they sort of like deserve it. Hmm. Um, right. Oftentimes that can even kind of move into a space of, Oh, we'll talk about that actually. in like two, two from now, some of these, <laughs> some of these points kind of bleed into each other a little bit. Yeah. Next point, a need for excessive admiration, yes. which is interesting because uh, everyone has a need for admiration. It's almost mm-hmm. an acceptance respect thing, but this is excessive and you kind of get a sense of it's excessive. Yes. Hard to define sometimes exactly, but Yes. They just kind of seem to need people to just, okay, yes, you're amazing. Really and kind recognize of fawn them. over yeah. them and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So the next one that's going to go a little bit with the one we just uh, said a minute ago, there's the sense of entitlement. Uh, unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. So this, this sort of sense of entitlement is, you know, well, I'm just, I'm unique. I'm special. I should get extra things. Mm -hmm. Rules don't necessarily apply to me. Um, They might uh, actually end up uh, doing things, but well, I should have gotten that grade, so I'll go ahead and change it in <laughs> uh, in the grade book or whatever, um, because that's what I deserve, and I, I clearly they're, am above, you know, the law or the rules or whatever. Yeah, they're the exception to the rule. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interpersonally exploitive behavior is the next one. Yes. Yeah, really taking advantage of other people. Um, to achieve their ends. And again, not not any thought of like the impact that it has on the people that they're taking yes. advantage of. It's all about what they want to gain or how they can get ahead. Yes. And this is a little different. We are going to talk about a couple of different types of, of narcissistic personality disorder, which are not necessarily uh, categorized uh, in the DSM, but they are kind of uh, common ways to categorize a narcissistic personality disorder, and uh, and we're going to talk or about MPD. that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's not necessarily it's not vindictive, is what it is. If you if you're looking just at a straight narcissistic classic uh, um, personality dis- NPD personality disorder, these people aren't vindictive. They're not trying to hurt you. They just don't really see that it's a thing, hmm. right? They just don't really have that capacity to really think through like, oh, um, <clears throat> so we'll talk about it in a, you know, the next one, the next point is that they lack empathy. They're um, unwilling or incapable of recognizing or identifying with the feelings and needs of others. So it's it's not so much that they're trying to be super mean and really hurt you. It's just that they don't really have the capacity to see that it does or that it doesn't particularly matter. 
which is always challenging because is this a they can't do it or they've never learned how to because there's right. a difference some people are just incapable either that's a genetic right i mean sometimes our brains are just different mm-hmm. um, and we do things that other people are like what in the world and for them it's normal so is this a, i can't do it or i've just never learned how because I mean, we've talked a lot, a lot about love and empathy. And if you don't right. have this demonstrated and modeled growing up, it's hard to know how to do it well. Yes. Don't get too far ahead of yourself because we're talking about that next episode. Okay. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk a little bit about nature versus nurture. And I think I think that definitely plays into this. Um, yeah. Can you? Is it possible? Or is it not possible? And I think that is something that helps determine outcomes for them for sure. Um, So the next one is being often envious of others. Um, Well, there's, it's both sided. So they're envious of others often who have more than them or seem better than them in some way. And it's this constant, like, how do I get to that place? Like, what's my next thing to like achieve that thing? Um, And I'm super jealous that they're there or, um, they are, they just kind of believe that everyone is just envious right. of them. Yep. And the final one of the nine is a demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. Yes. Um, which is like a lot of this other stuff. But Right, right. You just are kind of seeing that a lot and what's going on with them. So those are the actual diagnostic criteria for NPD. So those are the nine. They need five. Um, and it's got to be a... Yeah, at least. At least, yeah. Um, they can have more. <laughs> <laughs> but at least five to be an official diagnosis. Yeah. Which I've, I've gone through this diagnosis a lot with clients who come in. It almost is a given that, let's say, if someone's been betrayed, they'll come in and say, I'm pretty sure my spouse is a narcissist. I'm like, right. okay. We're hearing this a lot. Let's go through these and just kind of talk about it. And usually there's two or three real good ones, but not more. Yeah. And so it's Again, like, oh, this is not... helpful for them to say, oh, maybe they aren't actually yes. a narcissist. We just have some really less effective patterns we got to work on here. Yes. It's not necessarily just like what we're talking about before, just someone who's being selfish. Right. Um, or stuck up <laughs> right. or whatever. Right. Which we all move in and out of. So, well, most of us. <laughs> Some yeah. more than others. Some definitely more than others. So that's a good beginning to what is uh, NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder. What's the official diagnosis versus how we've been using it as buzzwords culturally for anytime someone's selfish. I think that's helpful. Um, we're going to continue the conversation on this in the next episode. And so I hope this has been helpful. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.